Welcome to Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here? Whether literally or figuratively in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest is a marketing leader for business business growth. By way of London and Paris, she is currently the Managing Director of Marketing with One North Interactive in Chicago. She's honed her marketing chops across multiple industries within Fortune 1000, private equity, and startup businesses in the technology, software, and services field to become an expert in marketing to C-level B2B buyers, which is not an easy thing. Along her journey, she's excelled in M&A, change management, executive, and internal communications. She is driven by and to mentoring and leading high-performing teams through collaboration and innovation. A champion of women through women employee resource groups and a proud member of Chief. Can you please get them to start a Canadian chapter? I have been waiting and emailing and asking. Um, She is a mom, loves photography, travel, and finding great new restaurants. And we may see her at the Grammys for songwriting one day. Welcome, Jen Frost. Thank you so much. What a great intro. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I will be cheering for you when you cross that Grammy stage. (laughs) (laughs) So seriously, I I gave, I thank you so much for being here. Um, I've been really looking forward to our conversation. Uh, We've, I I gave the highlight reel really of your career. Maybe you can tell our audience just a little bit more about who you are and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, um, I've been sort of in the role that I'm currently in, um, in one form or another for the last 19 years, which is kind of unbelievable. But um, I have sort of found my way into marketing. I didn't start in marketing, but I, over the course of, you know, the last 25 years, have sort of progressed to that. Um, I actually started my career, I was in finance, and then um, I worked for a couple travel companies, um, writing all of their um, sort of brochures and websites and stuff like that. Um, And then eventually decided uh, that I thought this marketing thing had legs and sort of went back to school, um, moved to Chicago, went to um, the um, Master's of Integrated Marketing Communication Program at Northwestern. And that kind of set me on my path. Um, and I've sort of found myself in the B2B um, sort of professional services space, which has been a great fit. So yeah, it's been um, quite a journey and uh, a really exciting one. Northwestern, great school, gorgeous campus. I know, it really is. I mean. I lucked out so much. Um, my brother actually went, he got his master's in journalism at Medill. And I was kind of trying to figure out what, you know, what I should do. And he's like, you know, there's this program at Medill. There's all these like people that run around the basement and are in these like computer labs, like, but it's marketing. You should look into that. And so that's, that's how I looked into it. But I ended up being in a class with some of the most amazing people. And they're still like my closest friends and some of my best, um, you know, collaborators. So it's been, it was a really great point for me. That's great. All right. So if you're ready, um, as my audience knows, I start with four questions. We'll dig into them. Okay. So what's the first career you want, remember wanting to do when you grew up? I wanted to be a teacher. I had a blackboard outside of my room and I would literally line up all of my stuffed animals and get to the chalkboard you know, and sort of like teach. I used to go to school fairs and buy all this teacher editions of uh, textbooks. So I knew all the answers. Like I wanted to be a teacher. (laughs) That was it. I literally would spend so much time on that chalkboard. (laughs) 
Did you ever get your brother to sit there and, and listen to? Um, no, my brother sort of was not into, he would always like trick me into playing, um, games and like, they always would be his games. And then when I'd ask him like, Hey, you want to play Barbies? He'd be like, no. Or like, do you want to do teacher? He'd be like, no. So <laughs> it was mostly in my imagination. Who was the first big influencer you remember in your life? Um, you know, I was thinking about this question and I think that there's actually a big influence, um, which is we moved to Paris when I was six years old and we lived there for about six years. Um, and then we moved back to the States and moved to London for four years. And I think one of the big influence in my life was being uh, sort of a foreigner in another country and growing up with other cultures. Um, so I think that that was kind of a big, huge influence, but I would say while I was in Paris, um, I was having trouble reading and sort of eventually got um, diagnosed with dyslexia. And I had a tutor, Mrs. Haney, who really helped me. She sort of gave me the confidence. And I think she taught me an important life lesson, which is we all learn differently and you just have to find the way you learn. Um, and I think that really changed, you know, my outlook, um, even though I was little, I sort of realized like, you know, I'm not going to do it the same way, but there's a way that works for Jen. And I just need to find that. This is Haiti. Uh, so Paris, London, I mean, parlez-vous français? Un peu. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's very rusty. Um, but yeah, I, I, I understand it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, um, I need to like get back on some sort of program to dust it off. But yeah, it was, a, it was a cool experience. Well, maybe you should be um, opening the One North Interactive Paris office. Well, we that's a good idea. We actually have um, a, a group of people working in Montreal. So um, I could sort of make my way up there too. Yeah. I've never been. So not the same French. I grew up, I was born and grew up in Montreal. I I moved to Toronto um, later in my teen years. And um, it's quite funny because I'm I'm fluent in French, but I go, when I go to Europe, I I get the, I get the side eye when I speak French because they're like, oh, Quebecois French. I'm like, yeah, sorry. It's, it's very, it's very joie. It's um, (laughs) yeah. I would love to go live in Paris for about a year. Yeah. It kind of has like a uh, South of France ring to it, doesn't it? Yes. 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 Yeah. There's a bit of a, a bit of a twang to it. <laughs> um, so what song would you say epitomizes your career? Um, I would say Every Day is a Winding Road by um, Cheryl Crow. That was like the first thing that popped into my mind when I was looking at that question. I just think that like, I mean, I'm just one of those people and maybe like today, this world that we live in is one of those worlds where it's sort of like you start your day thinking it's going to go one way and it absolutely does not go that way. It goes somewhere else and you kind of have to like figure it out, right? So to me, that's sort of always been my career. My life has sort of been like, you know, been open to where's the day going to take us? (laughs) Where are we going? What are we doing? Um, and you know, you can plan as much as you want. And then there's certain things you just can't plan for. So that would be my song. And I loved Cheryl Crow. I mean, I just thought she was the coolest. Well, she is an absolute rock star in in all sense of the words, like badass. just, yes, hundred (laughs) percent. Are there, what are the three words you would use to describe you or, and, or your career? I think with my career, 
I would say collaborative. I mean, I have worked with some of the smartest, funniest, most wonderful people, and it's been such a joy to collaborate with them. Um, Creative. I mean, I'm incredibly creative, and I think that my dyslexia, that's like one of the things that you find of it is like sometimes dyslexic people have like a creative superpower maybe where they might lack in other areas. Um, and my career has been incredibly rewarding. I mean, it's, I've sort of found myself in roles where I really have an opportunity to sort of affect change at an organization. And that's, that's like the funnest thing. Um, that's really the thing that is really cool when you kind of have an idea and you bounce it off, you know, people that you work with, you're like, what do you think about this? Like, I know it's crazy, but like, what if we did this? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, um, I think that's been kind of the highlight. It's so great that to hear um, gratitude. So many of us get heads down and focused and, you know, go, 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 get, get, get. And, you know, as, as, a, as a key adjective for yourself to find, to, to say rewarding, right? That, you, that you're, you're finding the joy and the, the fulfillment in what you do is, is so great to hear because there's so many people who aren't, <laughs> right? They're just doing the job. But what has your career journey looked like? I mean, we talked a little bit, gave a high level overview, but from, um, you know, coming out of school, mm-hmm. um, maybe going in thinking you were going to be a teacher earlier on, but, you know, clearly marketing was, was your thing from, from the get-go, having gone to, to school for, for business in that area. What's the journey been like for you? I mean, it's really interesting because after I sort of before grad school, you know, I kind of was working at this travel company and I loved it. And I, I mean, they were interesting businesses, but I loved it. I love the people I work with. I love the product. I mean, and I got to travel and it was like a really cool thing, but I literally made no money. So I went back to school and my first job out of grad school is I worked for GE and, it, you know, I kind of like doubled my salary, which I was like, I never thought that would be possible. Like, that's so cool. Um, And I was at GE not that long because it was at the time that there was sort of like the whole startup boom. And I went to a startup um, that didn't start really. (laughs) It was like, I took this huge job, my first job out of grad school, went to GE, you know, really professional job. And then, you know, a year into it, I was like, "Mm -mm, not for me. And I went to the startup and after about four months, um, it turned out we didn't have funding that we thought we were going to have. And that set me on a trajectory to, to work at digital agencies. Um, I worked at a company called LeapNet, which was a digital agency, um, which at the time, I mean, this was 2000, 2001, was, you know, we were doing things that people had never done before. And that was, that has always been an interest interesting thing for me is like doing something that's never been done before. Um, So I was there for a while. Then I went to Digitas, another agency. And in those roles, I was an account person. So I was working with clients. And at Digitas, sort of got to the point where I knew I wanted to do something different. And a friend of mine from Digitas had gone to this company called Hubbard One. And she's like, look, it's a great place. People here are super smart. Um, we We do websites for law firms. And I was like, Huh, interesting. I didn't know that there would be businesses that do websites for law firms. I'm like, this is going to be a stepping stone job. Like I'm going to be here a year, you know, as I figure out what I want to do. And sort of 19 years later, I'm still kind of with the business. And um, we were Hubbard One, we were bought by Thomson Reuters. 
then a group, uh, two executives bought the website business back. We relaunched as One North, got PE investment, then sold it again to tech systems. Um, so it's been maybe five different types of jobs, but kind of at one place. Um, so yeah, it's been, you know, it's always been interesting. And I think that there's been times where I've taken risks, like leaving Thomson Reuters to start One North was a risk. Leaving GE to go to a startup was a risk. Um, but they've always been interesting decisions and, you know, sort of paid off um, from the standpoint of being able to do like really creative, interesting work. And that's the defining thing is to know what you're passionate about, where where your joy lies in the day to day. I mean, our, our, our most for most of us, our, our joy lies, you know, in our family and our activities and, and the things around us. And but to be able to go in day in, day out and and do things that really, you know, get the juices flowing kind of thing where you're excited and you're coming up with new ideas and able to interact and, and collaborate and innovate um, is is very empowering. Was there a defining moment of decision, something that really significantly impacted the trajectory of your career? I mean, I, I do think that kind of taking the chance and going back to graduate school, um, you know, I was in my late 20s um, and it was, you know, a big investment. I stopped my career, moved out here. I was living in Boston, moved out here um, to Chicago. And I think that that just the people I met in that program, the ideas I was exposed to, but it was the first time that I ever saw the sort of melding of creativity, business, um, and how those two can play together. I think before that, maybe I saw, I didn't see the potential or the opportunity sort of meld creativity into business um, and, and how that would actually play out. So I think it just opened my eyes quite a bit. While you were there, did you did you start sort of formulating often people, you know, we go to school and I did a graduate degree as well. And you thought, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going. This yeah. is this is the path. Did you did you get that sense? Did you see yourself in a creative or, or digital agency? Um, was it more corporate? Yeah, I think I think that it was a really good thing that I started at GE right after I graduated, because I kind of got to try that on, right? Like I got to try on what is like a true corporate world and how did it fit on me? How did it feel? And I think I knew pretty quickly, like, this is not for me. Um, and that, I mean, I really landed at this agency, LeapNet, which was like incredibly creative and incredibly energizing and innovative. And I was like, this is the kind of place that I like. Um, and I just kind of always knew that when something didn't fit right on me, that it was like, it's not going to make, this is not going to work. Um, right. So let's figure out something else. Um, and, you know, even now I've been here for 19 years, you know, sometimes you think to yourself, like, you know, could you go somewhere else? Would you go somewhere else? And it's like, okay, but it's got to have this sort of innovative creativity, this ability to like make stuff happen and make things, you know? Um, so that's really been the culture and the people have been, always been kind of the most important thing. 
what's your current role like? I mean, I didn't realize I, I did, like I told you, I snooped you, of course, in preparation for our conversation. Um, I wasn't, I, I didn't realize that all of those companies, I knew you had been where you are uh, under that moniker for about 10 years now. Congratulations, by the way. But 20 years, that's even more of a congratulations. Yeah. I hadn't realized it was this successive back and forth, you know, right. ping pongy kind of thing. I imagine with those kind of changes, I've been through several M&A activities myself, and now I know where you've got your M&A chops from because you actually lived through it. Um, what's your current role like? How, you know, what gets you up in the morning? What are some of the challenges and maybe some of the compromises that you're finding now versus before? And of course, you know, you've got a seven-year-old son, which is yeah. such a fun age. They never yeah. stop talking. Um, you know, that's got to layer in a layer of, of, balance as well that's ever evolving. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, one of the things when I was early in my career, if I could tell myself anything different than what I did, it would be to really have better boundaries about work and life. And I know that that's kind of a cliche, but I did not have boundaries. I worked all the time. I mean, I just worked. Um, and, I had a lot of changes in my 40s. I'm now 50. And I mean, having my son, Max, has really kind of grounded me in, you know, what's important in life. And work is really important to me, always has been. But, you know, it's like one of the pieces. Um, so my day-to-day -day work, I mean, I right now, like we're still, um, we're, we're, we actually just moved offices. So we're about to sort of start dipping our toe back into going into the office. Um, hey, you went 20 floors up in your building? Yeah. Well, different building. Yeah, I know okay. we have a whole new Vista now. So, um, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. They're still painting and stuff like that. So we haven't moved in quite yet, but we are. And, um, I mean, there's part of me that's like really excited because I love the people I work with and it'll be cool to be around them, but the pandemic has just changed the way that we are with our families. And like, it's kind of made it okay to be like, Hey, I have to go pick up my son or like, Hey, you guys, I'll, you know, can we just move this meeting 15 minutes? I got to go run and get Max and come back. And then I plug back in. Um, so I think that's made a huge difference. Um, and it's given me the flexibility to sort of be with him. Um, but I mean, my, my, my role today is really to continue to build the One North brand. Um, and we are growing and expanding and we're adding new capabilities. So, you know, it's kind of like, how do you take this brand story to the next level? How do you tell, um, how do you weave together a narrative around what we're capable of and the type of work that we're doing? We've moved, we've added to our professional services portfolio. Now we're doing work for lots of different types of businesses. So, um, you know, I wake up every morning thinking about like, how do we tell the story? Um, how do I shine the light on all the talented people that are here that are making huge impact for our clients? Um, and we just try to think of new and interesting ways of telling that story. Like we, you know, we've always done, we've always been really big on doing events like sea level events. And I think this seems like the time to kind of start bringing those back and do some interesting things there. So, um, you know, it's really about telling the, the one North story. I saw the event you just hosted in California. Oh, right. Yeah. We went to a trade show marketing. Yeah. Party. Yeah. It looked fantastic. Fantastic. I'm yeah. like, how do I get on the speaker's list for that one? <laughs> well, we have been a sponsor of Marketing Partner Forum for like 20, I mean, 25 years. I don't know what, since it started, but it's a great event. All of our 
uh, legal and professional services, like head of marketings go there and we get to kind of see what's going on, what, what they're thinking about for this year. That's why I love that event because it's in January. You get to see like, what, what are you going to be doing this year? What's on your mind? What's keeping you up at night? So, yeah. And it's always a beautiful location. So if you weren't uh, in the creative digital agency space, innovation space, what would you be doing? I mean, I think I would be doing a couple different things. I love to write. Um, I sort of have written through the course of my life in one way or another. I mean, you you kind of brought up the Grammy thing, but um, I play the guitar. I have done a ton of songwriting in my life. Um, not as much now that I have Max, but I've taken a lot of classes here in Chicago around song- songwriting which is interesting because one of my songwriting teachers told me that songwriting actually uses all areas of your brain. Cause there's like, you know, there's sort of like the, the music theory and then there's the creativity that come together, which I thought was really cool. Um, so I might be a writer would be one thing. And I think honestly, like I could see myself being a travel agent, which I know is kind of like so passe because we all do our own travel, but if I could, I, I love to plan travel. I love researching travel. I, you know, it's just a passion of mine. You know, you say travel agencies are a thing of the past because we do it all ourselves. There is a large swath, which I'm surprised at because I'm being the A-type somewhat control freak that I am. I like to have those, you know, no, no, I want to, you know, you telling me that's the best flight, but no, 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 I want to go and look for it. So I'm, I'm definitely not that person, but um, when I've had agencies do group, like do organization for me, but I'm finding more and more people, like people that I'm talking to that are starting to do more extensive travel, they're talking to travel agents. They're picking up the phone and saying, Hey, I want to go from, you know, from Portugal to um, Austria and I want to hit these places. I want to do it in two weeks. Yeah. What, what can I do? Right. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's my next thing. <laughs> I actually start a couple of years ago. I'm actually about to bring it back, but I haven't started it yet. Um, I had a blog that was called The Business of Dinner because I would plan so many business dinners. And I was like, they're kind of you just start, you eat everywhere then. You start like any trade show you go to, you have to have a dinner. You have to have a dinner. You do this event, you do that event. And I've just decided I'm bringing it back because I feel like we're starting to like do a lot more client dinners and like group dinners and stuff like that. So I think I'm just going to move it to Instagram. That's going to be my new platform. All right. Well, let me know. Um, I will, uh, I will put it into the show notes. And so now you're on the hook. Now I'm on the hook. I need a deadline. So that's good. All right. Well, I, I, you know, once I figure out the production schedule, I will let you know and um, we'll have it live for you, ladies and gentlemen, um, when this goes live. No pressure. I know. I need it. I need it. This has just been such a wonderful conversation for our listeners, uh, particularly the women in our audience. What would be your best piece of advice on life, career, success, happiness, anything you really want to share? Um, I have two that I was thinking of. One is something my dad told me, which I literally think about all the time. He was very successful um, in a um, uh, in a money management business. And um, he kind of told me when I was starting in my career, he had three things, which was one, be inclusive, two, think outside the box, and three, don't take it personally. And I have really 
kind of relied on those because they, I think about them almost on a daily basis, which is, you know, how do we get better ideas? Let's be inclusive. Let's invite more people. Let's think differently about this. And when something doesn't go your way, I don't necessarily do this well all the time, but you just kind of have to remind yourself like this is business. It's not personal. Shake it off. Get back out there. I, I think that's the hardest one for me. Um, but yeah, those are those are the three. And then um, the other thing I was thinking about is uh, I would I wish I had what I'm now calling a negative thought stopper <laughs> earlier. There's a lot of times when you get in your head and you think you can't do something or someone's better than you or all those negative thoughts. And a couple years ago at Tech Systems, which is the company that bought us, they did sort of a session about sort of, you know, finding your center again when those moments happen. And I came up with this with a saying that kind of stops me, which is strong, getting stronger. And I just as kind of a reminder that no matter where you are, you've gotten through so much in life, you're already strong. And your goal now is just to get stronger. And it kind of like neutralizes all those negative thoughts. Um, so those are the two things that kind of I probably go between. I do the strong getting stronger a lot now because it's like, I don't, I don't want to have those negative conversations anymore. I got to stop it, get back to center, and then let's relook. We, we as women tend to, I mean, if we spoke to our friends or anybody the way we speak to ourselves sometimes, uh, we would not have many friends. No. We, are, we are great uplifters of others, encouragers, negotiators, all of those things. But for some reason, um, we have a really hard time being those, all of those things for ourselves. So I, I love your mantra. I won't steal it. Strong, getting stronger. I mean, you can. I had someone who gave me theirs before I had mine, which was, he told me that he tells himself grace, grace, grace. Like whenever he's having those thoughts. So that was mine for a while. And then I was like, I need my own. So then I kind of came up with my own, but yeah, you can use, you can use mine until you get yours. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I might, I might just do that. Although grace, grace, grace. I love that. That was my mom's name. Cool. Oh yeah. That would be uh that would be centering on, on many fronts. So, yeah. um, in any case, Jen, thank you so much for today's conversation uh, to my audience. Thank you for listening to Uncharted Journeys with me, your host, Kathy McKnight. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jen and hearing about how following your passion can bring joy and success to both you and those that you work with and that there's always time to get that dream job. And we will be seeing Jen at the Grammys one day. If you are keen to hear more amazing stories from amazing women, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net and listen to some of the other episodes. You can also sign up for our email list and check out the links and resources in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. And until then, enjoy the journey. Lay back, enjoy the show.